Hello everybody, Ben Rogers here, the Raptors Digest, reacting to Toronto Raptors 119-116 win against the Atlanta Hawks. Sorry about the, the late podcast coming out today, but definitely a game we wanted to react to because I think this game was truly a testament to this Toronto Raptors team and the winning culture that we've just built up over the last few seasons, that championship DNA, because the Atlanta Hawks at home, they came out and played really well, came really gunning for the Toronto Raptors, and the Raptors went through cold stretches where the ball just really wouldn't go through the hoop. People looked a bit tight at times, couldn't really get the offense going. Fred Norm had a few turnovers, and Jabari Parker, he, he had a solid game, but DeAndre Hunter, Trey Young came out and really balled, especially DeAndre Hunter at the end of this one, but Trey with the 30-point triple-double, and the Hawks really want to win this one. They came out motivated, ready to go, and the Raptors, despite all the struggles, despite all the, the ugliness in this game, came out and got the W, and my biggest takeaway from this one is Pascal Siakam. Now, I've been reiterating on a consistent basis the, the Pascal Siakam watch, how has he developed this season into the number one option, and what tier of player is he establishing himself into? Because last season we saw he's a capable player of getting buckets on a consistent basis. He could be a scoring option for a team that is reliable. He's a reliable scoring option for a top-tier player, a team that wins the NBA championship. He was arguably the second or third option last season and showed that he has the intangibles to really take his game to a whole nother level. I think when uh, when a player shows that, they're, they're showing their superstar potential. And to, to, we could think of a superstar as a fully blown, grown out coniferous tree, a giant tree in a forest of NBA players. And once someone does what Siakam did last season, they're planting the seeds of a possible superstar. And I think players that have done that, that haven't really achieved superstar levels, you know, all stars like Chris Middleton, uh, Tobias Harris, to name a couple, they're they're guys that have planted the seeds, shown that they can score at a high level, be all-stars, but, you know, haven't really reached that superstar. Their superstar tree hasn't really grown yet, despite showing the intangibles of a really, really good NBA player. Then, that sort of evolves, and this was the expectation for Pascal Siakam to be, if the Raptors were going to have a successful season, season, Siakam had to evolve into a player that could you know, that tree grows a little bit. It's it's a baby tree in this, this forest of NBA stars. It can be a number one option when the defense is constantly honed in on you, and they can get you wins. These players are directly translating to number one option wins. They're surefire all-stars, and I think people would have looked at this season to be a success for Pascal Siakam if he, if he showed to be that level. And I think throughout the first, the beginnings of this season, he certainly surpassed that expectation. He's he's averaging 26 points, 9 rebounds, 4 assists, ridiculous efficiency as the number one guy taking a whole nother leap to his game. I think he's showing that he can be at that level, that, that DeMar DeRozan, Kyle Lowry level. DeMar, when, remember when those guys were at their peaks when they were leading this roster? We made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. We'd always have great records. And those guys, I want to say ability to just get wins for this Toronto Raptors team. Not necessarily in the playoffs against LeBron James or anything like that, but consistently throughout, night in, night out, get the Toronto Raptors wins as number one options when the defense is completely focused on them. Those those players are, are surefire all-stars and a tier above a lot of the really good players in the NBA. I think that's what the Toronto Raptors had for a very long time, and it's a reason we're so successful, and it's a true testament to the those guys' ability, but they can never really get over the hump, and the hump was always LeBron James. Right now, the hump looks like it could be Giannis of the the Bucks. It could be the Joel Embiid. That hump is looking to be built. You know, we beat it last year as obviously we had Kawhi Leonard. So there are 
some possible superstars that are looming in the Eastern Conference that the Raptors really have to be aware of if we want to make the NBA Finals win another championship. And this is why I've been so locked in on Pascal Siakam, because we have the role players, we have the culture, we have the defensive schemes to be a championship roster. The only thing we're really missing right now is that NBA top-tier all-star number one guy. And if Pascal Siakam can become that, and I don't think he's there yet, I've consistently said that, and, you know, people agree in the comments, he's not a superstar, it's tough to expect him to be a superstar, I don't really, you know, I'm not saying it's a failed season if he doesn't become Kawhi Leonard or something this season, but if the Toronto Raptors want to win a championship, they, we need Siakam to be at that level, I think that's a, that's a fair analysis to have, and watching these games, right, I think he's showing some things that are really promising in terms of his trajectory to that possible level, because I've said it consistently, the difference between the, the all the, you know, top tier all-stars and the superstars in the NBA is the superstars get you buckets when you need them. They, they go on runs when the offense is stagnant, even when they're having bad games, they just find a way to turn it on. And tonight, Pascal Siakam started off kind of struggling, not necessarily struggling, but didn't take over the game right away, the, let the let the rest of the roster kind of do their thing, but then when the game needed to, when the Raptors needed to go on a run, when the Raptors needed a bucket tonight, Pascal Siakam got us that bucket, 34 points tonight, 4 rebounds, 3 assists, a couple blocks, eight of uh, uh, 11 of 18 from the field, 4 of 6 from the 3 point line, and a lot of them were contested tough shots, it wasn't like he was just, you know, the Hawks were playing horrible defense, Siakam really got us some big buckets tonight, and like a lot of those really good all-stars have on an occasional basis, showed that he played at a superstar level tonight. I think that's a fair thing to say. And for the Raptors to have success in the playoffs this season, we need Siakam to do that against all of the teams. So tomorrow, I'm really excited to see Siakam, if he can continue this energy, because he did struggle in a couple of our losses this season against uh, the Clippers, the Bucks, and the Celtics. You know, top-tier caliber teams with length and all that sort of stuff. If Siakam can have this timely effectiveness against the Philadelphia 76ers tomorrow, I think it's one step closer to becoming that player we need him to be on a consistent night-in, night-out basis to win a championship again. And, you know, when I when I bring this up, a lot of people in the comments kind of say, hey, you know, that's way too unfair of expectations for Siakam. He's never going to be able to do that. And I'm not saying it's a failed season or Siakam's trash if he doesn't do that. But it's something to look for, I and I'm very high on, as I am a lot of Raptors players, I'm very high on his potential ability to evolve his game, and we've seen the, the progression he's made in past seasons. I don't think there's any reason that there should be a ceiling on Pascal Siakam right now. Whether he becomes that level right away, you know, this, this season, that remains to be seen, but I'm very high on his future, and let me know in the comment section below. This is a huge Pascal Siakam rent, seven minutes in, you know, only talked about this guy, but I want to hear what you guys have to say about this, because I was really impressed with his performance tonight but he wasn't the only guy on the court another guy I want to talk about Norman Powell 20 points for him 8 of 15 from the field knocking down his threes tonight hit 3 of 8 but the thing about Norman Powell it's always consistency and I'd argue that the past few games and yes there are some still some lulls in his game he had a few turnovers he makes some poor decisions every now and then but he's mixing that with a lot of the great things we see Norman Powell do and the biggest issue with Norm in the past and the reason a lot of people flew off Norm Island was he'd be absolutely amazing, maybe a quarter of his games. He'd be ridiculously good. You know, if people only watch those games, they'd be like, Norman Powell is going to be an all-star. I think that 
that'd be a fair thing for people to say because he's so athletic. He gets the rim really, really effectively. He knocks down threes when he's when he's on fire. His ability to just slash and his athleticism, his defense on top of it. He, he's a intangibly a really strong player. But the unfortunate thing is that three quarters of the other times he's not looking super consistent. He's missing his open shots. He he gets the rim always at will. It seems like, but just misses around the rim. So. That just unpredictability really was off-putting for a lot of players. Because, you know, Nick Nurse even brought up, he wants players that are consistent. He wants Norm to, to be at a consistent median. And I think finally we're seeing that. This I think this has been the most consistent stretch outside of the playoffs for Norman Powell, maybe in his NBA career. And he's starting right now. That that could be a factor. That could be a very big factor at play. That's one thing I brought up in the, the preseason or the offseason previews for this year that Norman Powell if he gets the starting role he'd probably be more consistent and be giving this chance be interesting to see if he keeps it up when Kyle Lowry comes back because it's going to be I'd be very surprised if they bring Fred Van Vliet to the bench but the way Norman Powell's been playing it's really encouraging to see him just have consistency yes there's some lows in the games there he has some dumb turnovers but you accept that you embrace that as long as you know you're getting those other positives from Norm. great defense ability to knock down open shots, and ability to slash the rim, get M1s, get nice dunks. And the Raptors are going to be way better off if, if Norm Powell can consistently play the level he's been playing the past six, seven games. So shout out to Norm. Uh, Fred Van Vliet, 25 points tonight, uh, 9 assists, a great box score game. He was a plus 11 for the game, you know, the highest plus minus for the Toronto Raptors. But 7 of 21 from the field, 2 of 9 from the three-point line. The shots weren't really going down, and he had a few turnovers as well, five turnovers. But when you watched him play, he did have, a, you could tell, he was having a positive impact in running this team on the court. And it's tough to see him miss a lot of these shots. It's kind of the same criticisms I've been giving him throughout the season. Just got to be able to finish around the rim a bit better. He's been really consistent on his three-point shot all year, so that's that's not a critique, even though he went 2 of 9 tonight. You know, he hits big shots. I am I love what I've seen from Fred VanVleet this year. And he's really thrived with Kyle Lowry outrunning the, the point guard position, showing that he could potentially be our, our future starting point guard. But we could we could dive into a whole video on Fred. Uh, off the bench, Boucher, Rondé, Terrence, Matt Thomas. I don't know what to say. We got a new bench mob. The last video we made, the Raptors, we declared the Raptors officially have a new bench mob. And Boucher came in with 13 points, 5 of 7 from the field. Seems like he's always ridiculously efficient. Rondé, 7 points. Terrence Davis, uh, 6 points. Matt Thomas hit a nice curl around screen, 4 points. And one thing I really wanted to bring up, it was a thought that came inside my head. Okay? We don't have Serge Ibaka on the court right now. Chris Boucher, we were arguing that he needs to develop a handle because he's going to be a true three in this league because we thought, uh, despite his great length and defensive instincts, we thought he'd be too small to be the center. And that's a, that's a fair Chris. We said about Siakam, it's not a knock on his game. We just thought that would be the best position for him. Rondé Hollis-Jefferson, again, a career small forward, really rarely plays underneath the rim. Who would have thought that Chris Boucher and Rondé Hollis-Jefferson would just be offensive rebounding machines. They had eight offensive rebounds off the bench between the two of them that tied the whole starting that whole that tied the whole rest of the team. Uh, they're, they're coming in with just so much energy on defense. You know, going to the rim, attacking, attacking on both ends. You know, looking for those rebounds, looking for shots underneath the rim. I've just been so impressed with two of their two of those guys' energy, and I wouldn't mind seeing Chris Boucher get a few more minutes tonight. Uh, he only had 15 minutes, had 13 points in 15 minutes. You know, Nurse, I know, I know you're trying to run Siakam playing playing a lot of big minutes, and Marcus All he struggled tonight, looked a bit tired, despite the fact he. And when we say Marcus All struggled, because this is a point I want to bring up as well. When we say Marcus All struggled, we have really high expectations for his game. We, you know, he's been a three-time All-Star. He came in, was really good in the playoffs, especially defensively. 
When we say Mark struggled, it's because we have the expectation he's going to be able to get us a few points. We have the expectation he's going to leave more of an impact on the game. Because night in, night out, he plays great defense underneath the rim. That doesn't show up in the box score. He usually makes great passes for this team. Doesn't, you know, aside from assists, it doesn't really show in the box score how much, how fluid he is. But we'd like to see him be more aggressive. And I think he's been completely dogged on by Raptors fans. And fair enough, because I think he hasn't lived up to the expectations we probably expected. But... He's been good. He's Marcus Hall is a starting center in this league, and maybe he's not as good as Sergi Baca, but he's capable of playing as a starting center in this league. And I just want to give some love to to Marcus Hall because I feel like a lot of people are going to trash him for his performance last night. But he was a plus seven for the game. Did deal with some foul trouble, but while he hasn't been perfect, while he hasn't been maybe what we expected, he's been good. We can't be just completely bagging on the guy all year. So that's that's enough of the breakdown for this game. We're gonna swing it straight into the segments tonight. The Spicy P lay of the day. It's going to Spicy P himself. You know, we talked most of this podcast about Spicy P, but he had one of those clutch buckets I mentioned uh, during during my rant. At the end of this one, the Atlanta Hawks were coming back. Hunter were just on a three-point tear at the, the stretch, down the stretch of this one, despite the fact the Raptors looked like they had it in the bag. And Siakam, Nick Nurse elected to not take a timeout. I believe Norman Powell ran up the court and swung it to Siakam, who went in, got the and-one kind of dunk to really put the kneel in the coffin of the Atlanta Hawks. I know they hit a three, I think, the possession after. Then Trey Young had a shot, an attempt to win it at the end, but that, that was that was the real play that won it for this team. So shout out to Spicy P getting those clutch dunks in uh, in this game. But not all plays can be the Spicy P lay of the day, and some just make you say, oh, jeez. And tonight, the oh, jeez play of the day. It could go to that run at the end of this one where the, the Hawks just seemingly hit everything, but it's going to... TD. My, my guy, TD, Terrence Davis, he's been playing really well for this Toronto Raptors team. He fouls up a little bit too much, and I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing because he's playing great defense. He never, He's not afraid of anyone. He always gets in the lane you know, to step in. He plays great on-ball on defense, but tonight he found himself in the lane against Jabari Parker, and Jabari Parker is a phenomenal NBA talent. I'm I'm a big fan of this guy. Him and Wiggins came into the league, and I had high expectations for the both of them, and they both kind of turned around their careers this season. I think Jabari Parker's was mostly derailed by injuries, but despite tearing his ACL a couple times and having a bit of Powell trouble tonight, he, he came up and rose one up and threw one down over TD in the paint, and... It was tough. I'm happy to see see Jabari Parker not you know have those types of finishes and all that, but not against my guys, not against the Toronto Raptors. Made me say, "Oh, geez," watching the screen, watching uh, Jabari Parker throw those dunks down. And finally, the infamous, the one and only Damari Carroll Gold Star Award. And tonight, it's not going to any of the Raptors, despite the fact it was a it was an ugly win. It was an ugly win for this team. But I want to talk about the Atlanta Hawks a little bit. They the John Collins is getting the Damari Carroll Gold Star Award tonight because. Watching this team play, Trey Young is phenomenally talented. Uh, Hunter, he's showing that you know he's only a rookie. I believe he was the fourth pick. He's showing that he has a lot of talent on this team. They they have some guys off the bench that are they're pretty good. You know, shout out to Alan Crabb. He had he had a pretty solid night tonight. Uh, even Vince Vince played pretty good. Uh, Hernan Fernando Len Evan Turner. They have some names that are NBA players this season. They have a roster that I think should be better than the four and twelve record that they they've shown. Uh, Bembry is a pretty solid guy in this league, but they need a big. They need a big that Trey Young can run pick and roll with, can feed down the lane and get you a few points and. Kind of similar to what Siakam has given us the past two years. Obviously, he's the number one option this year. If they had Siakam on this team, then they'd, they'd be r- remarkably better. But, you know, a guy that, that can get buckets and even a Sergi Baca type guy. Just can consistently score down the lane to combat runs. You're not worried about outside shooting and all that to, to really keep you in games. And I think that's been the biggest issue for the Hawks. 
But John Collins could fit that. I know he's not a true center, true big man down low, and his kind of departure from the team or the the suspension, whatever they called it, you know, it, it's been a, it's been a revelation for Jabari Parker to get an opportunity. But I think they can run two of those guys in the front court, have a smaller ball lineup where they're quick, they're fast, they can still score in the paint with those two players down low. With Trey Young's excellence around the three point line, uh, Hunter and Reddish didn't play tonight, but they have some talent, and I I think they should be better. I think if John Collins didn't get hurt, they'd have a or not hurt if he didn't take steroids or whatever banned substance he was he was injecting this team would be much better and maybe people disagree I know both teams didn't really have it all in them tonight but the Hawks came out I think they played a really really gritty game really gritty style of basketball and I'd love to see Trey Young play with some some better or I guess these young guys will continue to improve I'm sure we'll see that over the coming years but John Collins is is getting the DeMar Kill Gold Star Award but Anyways, I, I'm ranted on long enough about this game. Sorry about the late reaction podcast. The game should be the reaction should be back on schedule for the next one against the Philadelphia 76ers. You're the best for making it as far. Check out the Twitter, the Instagram, all that cool stuff. Uh, yeah, the Toronto Raptors are, are really fun to watch this season. And, you know, stay tuned to the Raptors Digest for all Raptors content. Cheers.